great future. We're talking real money. Hi, I'm Tom Cock. Well, now that the kids are back in school, I guess we can't really say that. They're back at school. Can't really say that either. We could say they're back watching school. Whatever it may be, most young people are now attending, air quotes, an institution of some type to try to work on their education. And that somehow shifts our nation's attention to children like they don't get attention some other time. But at any rate, you see all kinds of now polls coming out and surveys about how our kids are being treated. And I find it fascinating to read one recently, which the headline said a majority of Americans have no money saved for their children. No money saved for their children. Now, it doesn't mention the fact that they're already clothing them, they're feeding them. In some cases, they're already paying for their education, among other things. But if you want to lay the guilt trip on you and you're not doing anything, well, you're not alone. Because according to this survey, 53% said they haven't opened any accounts for their kids. On the other hand, those really good parents, 32 of them said they have a savings account. 13% have a 529 college fund. 8% have savings bonds. 7% have an individual retirement account or Roth IRA for their kids. But again, 53% have done nothing. So should you feel guilty if you've done nothing for your children? No. Come on, get serious. They're going to have to do something for themselves at some point. But what kind of things around money should you be doing for your children? Now, number one, and this comes up fairly regularly. And interestingly enough, when I had a television show in Seattle, I interviewed a couple that had a whole book on this, had a whole course, and that is should you pay your kids an allowance? I have still never resolved this issue. I never did. My dad never did. You know, I, it, it, part of living in a family, a community is you chip in, you help. For my life, it's always been fairly informal. We never really said you have to do X, Y, Z duties. Eh, some people are good with that. I, I, I think that's okay. That's one. Number two, that's, I think it's actually pretty important. Once your child reaches probably 9, 10, 11, somewhere in there, having a discussion about money is probably a good idea. How you get money, how you spend money, how you create positive attitudes about money. Because many people that we do work for, that we get to know, have crummy attitudes about money. And much of that comes from your childhood, right? They either grew up where, hey, you can have whatever money you needed for anything you needed, or they were told often you can't afford that. Neither of which is probably a good philosophy, right? I think that's a good idea, uh, which brings me to number three, share daily lessons. I do this regularly with my 12-year-old, and she rolls her eyes a whole lot about it, but eh, we just refinanced our mortgage, so I talked to her about how much it was going to be a month, why I went through the process of doing that. I actually then compared it to other people that I know, the size of their mortgages. I, I think she kind of got it, but I tried to tell her why I had done that and what I was hoping to gain by sort of... Um, refinancing it, reducing the interest rate, and actually paying it off a little bit earlier. Okay? So those are three things you could do. But if you are still feeling guilty after all of that, what could you do to actually save money for your child so that you're not part of the majority that isn't doing anything and you're feeling kind of guilty about it? Okay, number one, we've talked about this on the program many times, and I love it. 
I think for any person that's earning money that has trouble saving, going to an automatic withdrawal program. And you can do that with a program that we're familiar with called Acorns. Acorns links right to the bank account of that person. It takes out sort of the loose change, if you will. It then invests it in a globally diversified portfolio, and the costs are relatively low. You could also do Acorns Roth IRA. So if they had actual earnings, again, money comes out, goes into a Roth IRA. Ah, I think that's a good one. Another one you could do, and this is a great one, I think, for young, young people. When someone is born, when you have a grand new grandchild, new child, getting started right then makes a ton of sense. And that is a 529 plan. Now, a 529 plan allows you to put the money in. It grows without any taxation. And then if the money comes out and is spent on higher education, again, no taxation. It's a wonderful plan. We happen to favor the Utah 529 has very low cost. It has age-based portfolio, so all the work is done for you and uses what we believe to be low-cost quality mutual funds. You can find that by going to my529.org. A couple other things to keep in mind here. Number one, before you do anything like that for your children, including college, your retirement and emergency funds should be taken care of. Let me say that again. You got to take care of yourself. It's kind of like that thing when you're in the airplane and they tell you, make sure you put your own mask on before you put it on your kid. Totally important here when it comes to money because higher education post regular school life can be financed in many ways. Hopefully, if they're not going to higher education, they finance that on their own by going out and making their own living and taking care of themselves. Don't feel guilty. But have the money talks with your kids so they build some great attitudes, maybe not great bank accounts. I'm Tom Cock. Thanks for joining me. Talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?